0: I've entitled this meditation today, One Nation Under God. Let's pray. Oh God, thanking you for giving us your word. Written and also becoming flesh. And now Holy Spirit, be the speaker today as we bring forth your word. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The key word in the United States is one nation under God. But now we are becoming, getting ready for a possible, very dynamic division, a divided nation. But again, how did God bring this about in the nation of Israel? In verses 1 and 2, And Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead, and strengthened himself against Israel. And he placed forces in all the fenced cities of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa his father had taken. David, the first king, followed by Solomon, and then from Solomon, Rehoboam, and Rehoboam, Asa, now the father of Jehoshaphat. David did not live a clean life, neither Solomon, neither Rehoboam, but thank God the word says Asa or oh, just yes, walk with God. And also Josephus. You know, and the first point here, for a united nation, they set boundaries. You see, he said he placed forces in all the fenced cities of Judah and set guidance in the land of Judah and in Ephraim, cities of Ephraim, which Asa had won, had taken. Boundaries are very important. And uh, I checked the map last night and it shows that Judah and Ephraim and surrounded by all the other tribes. And that is why they had to set boundaries to keep peace in Jerusalem. The second point is, there's the godly leader. You see, the Lord was with Joseph. Why? Because he walked in the first place of his father, David, and sought not Balaam. He sought the Lord with his, of his father, Asa, and walked on the commandment, God's commandments, and not after the doings of Israel. We're going to see as this develops, what it meant that he walked with God. And so what God do? The Lord established the kingdom of his hand, and all Judah brought to Joseph a present. They just saw the hand of God upon a nation. And it reaches in honor and abundance, and his house were lifted up in the ways of the Lord. That victory, that prosperity did not build up himself, make himself proud. brother. he gave God the glory. What a wonderful factor of a leader just follows God. Then you'll be surprised. Even at that time, we will see here that he established Bible study centers. Of course, it's not in the Bible, but we are understanding that. In the third year of his reign, he sent princes and he, to teach in the cities. And Levites and priests. Now question. What's the difference between a Levite and a priest? The Levites were of the tribe of Levi. Where did the priests come from? Only the descendants of? Abram. They are the only priests. And there's the high priest. But no Levite alone can become a priest. The Levites, yes, they were the ones taking care of the temple, cleaning, preparing all the ingredients. But the descendants of Aaron, they were the priests. And they were dis- distributed in the cities. And they didn't have Bible. And so the scribes were busy making copies. And they were teaching them God's word. They were not just way. Like, how often do they go to church every Saturday? No. Only special occasions. How then will they hear God's word? These were the people that started at the time of Jehoshaphat. They had Bible study centers coming to God's word and teaching them. Not only once a year or three times required of the year they would go. No. Jerusalem was not all over the place. Jerusalem was here. And for them to travel every week was very hard but they were required to come at least three or four times a year. But here, a very godly man did not only think of himself, but thought of the nation. Then he carries business. I'm going to book on on, the Bible Study Center. He spoke the book of the law of the Lord, and he went throughout all the cities and They were teaching, and the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were around about Judah, and they made no war against Jehoshaphat. The result, like now, in America, people would like to come, so many immigrants. Why? The prosperity, opportunity to work and build up the dream. This is what happened. The Lord prospered them. They were not fighting against Judah. Now we got the next. King carries business. See, Joseph was great exceedingly, and he built Judah the castles and cities of Thor. What do you mean by cities of Thor? Granaries. Remember Joseph? When uh, he was taken from the jail because one of the servants of uh, Pharaoh told him, there's somebody who can t- interpret dreams. And then when he interpreted the dream, Pharaoh said, now what should we do? Establish granaries all over the place in the seven years of plenty. So when the seven years of famine will come, we'll have enough. And sure enough, there was abundance of harvest in the seven years. Then during the famine, from nations, even Abraham had to go, send children to get food from Egypt. Why? They were blessed. And here you see, the people were just very happy and the much business in the cities of Judah and men of war and valor were in Jerusalem. What does it mean? They were not only veterans taken care of, but they're alive and they were taken care of. Given food and given they were given their fighting equipment and uniform. They were provided. And Jerusalem was very well established during the time of Josephus. Very good king. Now. He organized his national defense. I'm going to read all of that. In you know, verses 14 to 18, there are 300 from Judah under Adna, and 300 by um, Judah stealing Jonah, and 300. Judah's the biggest, uh, no, second biggest area of the tribe. Manasseh, the west. It had the greatest area. Then Judah had the second greatest. And look at that. There are 160 soldiers in Jerusalem. Oh, in Judah. Uh, sorry, in Jerusalem. And then there were soldiers, uh, soldiers in the different cities of Judah. He believed in God, but he also believed in the military. And America seems to be way ahead. And that's keeping the others low. And other forces, with the other nations wanting to rule, rule the world, they're trying to show in pictures or parades with all their rockets. America doesn't do that have to, you know, show trucks carrying all the rockets and so on. No, we don't have to. They're hidden all over. And America is taking care of many nations keeping them free. And then he had his reforms. He took away the groves in the land. Of course, this drug talks about places where the idols were worshipped. And he prepared the heart to seek God. His heart Loving God with all his heart, with his soul, and mind and strength. That was Jehoshaphat. And he went again to the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim. And brought them back to the Lord of their fathers. Where's Beersheba? It's the lowest city of Judah. And Ephraim, north of uh, Judah, is Benjamin and Ephraim. And there, he went around to just bring them to God. Bringing them to God, how beautiful. We don't have that uh, president yet. Well, this is not so, we say it's a Christian nation, but they say, no, this is not a Christian nation. Oh, that diminishes. But Israel was a nation of God, and therefore this was implemented. And he appointed godly judges. He set judges in the land throughout all different cities of Judah, city by city. And he took to the the judges, take heed what you do, for you judge not for men, but for the Lord. Let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God. No respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Now these judges were not just waiting for crime to be stopped, or criminals to be caught. They implemented, and why? Who were these implementing these things? They were the Levites, the priests, and the chief of the fathers of Israel. Like we would have a barrio captain, but since it is by tribe, it's more just than a barrio. It's the captain or the governor of each state. It's, you know, a city. So, it took care. He was appointing godly judges that were ruling the nation with him. He was just not hungry for power. He had righteous people supporting him. And he was a man of prayer. Here is one instance where the children Moab the children of Ammon, and also those in Seir. They came to attack Joseph. And uh, how did he handle it? There was reported that they were coming to him. And Joseph feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed fast throughout all the Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the city of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. What a leader! Of course, we don't have a king here, and uh, it's not like really Israel. But we see here, in a crisis, he didn't just grumble. Yes, there was that fear, but he gathered them for prayer. And Joseph stood in the congregation of Judah, and he said, that's for prayer, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of their heathen? And in the hand there is not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God? You are God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? What is our version now? We claim the promises of God. We go. We have, thank God we have the Bible of Babel's hands, and we claim these promises. And whatever the situation, like Philippians 4 6. Don't be anxious or be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your re- prayer be made known and request known, be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind to Christ Jesus. He claimed, God, you created this nation. You gave us this place, this area. We just did not get it. You gave it to us. We have to know exactly where we stand. And then, Still continues his prayer, and they dwelt therein, have built thee a sanctuary there in thy name. And, when he, and now he's going to almost talk what David said, what Solomon said. And when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. For thy name is in this house, and cry to thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and they strayed them not. What is this story here about Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir? As Israel was coming from Egypt, going to the wilderness and going northward, just parallel to the Jordan River, they came to these places, Ammon Moab. And mounts here. Can we just go through? We are going our destiny. No. In Moab, um, among the Ammon, they tried to curse Israel. But God protected it. And they were trying to molest Israel. But Israel was prepared, they were defending themselves. But they did not attack any of the cities. Of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Until they crossed over from Jordan, gone into the promised land. Of course, all those places there in Canaan, they destroyed and took over. And uh, this is the claiming of the promise. And the last part here mm-hmm. Behold, I say, how they rewarded us to come to cast us out of the possession which you have given to us. This is your gift to us. O oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know what to do. For, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. It was immense. The attack coming, coming, coming. And they could see it. They were just coming, but they prayed. thrilled my heart, what we are going through. As I was going through the process of reading through the Bible, and I'm coming to this passage, the Lord, said, This is your message for next Sunday. So this whole week, I was meditating on this. The Lord broke this up into parts, and God now, because we that prayer, Hallelujah! When we pray, expect an answer from God. Expect an answer from God, either from the Scripture as you read, or the Lord will send a prophet. And the Holy Spirit came upon Jezahel. and he said, "This is what he pronounced: Hearken ye all, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto me to you." Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Hallelujah! Take that in your heart, brethren, where the nation of the Philippines is going through, and not only Philippines, my heart is there. And here in the United States. And not only here, but all around the world with this COVID nineteen. This is not our battle. This is the Lord's. And I'm praying that with this, all around the world, God's servants, God's people will just manifest that unity and prayer that they will see something that happened. Not necessarily the vaccine that will stop this COVID-19. And uh, there are now threats. But out. Don't go for the vaccine. This is already proclaimed in the Bible, warning. That could be the mark of the beast coming in. It's not yet very clear, but it's maybe going there. So, this is not our battle. It's the battle of the Lord. It's more important we go on our knees and pray. They did not have to raise more soldiers and train them all to be fighters or give them all arms, uh, swords and shields and arrows. They came before the Lord. And... The prophet assured him, this is not your battle. This is of the Lord. Hallelujah! And if we just can realize that it's wonderful. It's going on. And so instructions. Tomorrow go down against them. They come by the cliff of Zeus, and they will find them at the end of the brook in the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight. Look at that. Ye shall not need to fight. In this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah, Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Josephus bowed his head and then he went to pray. If you were there, would you believe that? Here's a great immense army coming. Are you not? Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. This is the battle of the Lord. brother. the COVID is just spreading. Many are dying. They're not dying. No medicine can really stop it. And you just get a little weak. You got it. And thank God in our family. The Lord has to serve us. Come on. You're a prophet. It's easy to say. But to do. He's already coming. Huh? We better get the vaccine, no matter what. <laughs> and so on. <clears throat> now, we listen to the prophet. Hallelujah. And the Levites, the children of Christites, and the children of Christ stood up to praise, as instructed. And Joseph stood up and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, Believe in the Lord your God, so you shall be established, Believe his prophet, so shall he prosper. Believe God and believe his word. Declared in the Bible, God will never forsake you. He is with us. Is it a if we die? We go home. We don't lose anything. We go home with him. Amen. Is my time to die? Praise the Lord. I'm going there. Why fight to steal? Remain here on earth unless we have the vision to share the gospel, to spread the gospel with our neighbor to Christ. No, we are not going to fight tooth and nail just to remain in this earth. But we are here because we have a mission and we obey God's word and trust in him. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. We are not going to fight tooth and nail to stay here on earth. But we will preserve ourselves, take care of ourselves, to be able to be available to bring about the worship and to bring the gospel to the world. God is teaching us that we have to trust in him. They believe the prophet. They trusted in God. And so what happens now? The handling of the conflict with worship. Not with arms. Not with practice now how to fight. They are not ready to worship. They appointed singers. And that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. There's the army. Go there. Before the army. And you're going to sing. Hallelujah. But when they began to sing. And to praise. The Lord said. Ambushments. Against the children of Ammon. Moab and Mount Seir. They were come against Judah. And they were smitten. That was our reading this morning. For the children of Ammon. And Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Seir. Here. Ammon and Moab fought against Seir. And then. After all was done utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made the end of the inhabitants of here everyone helped destroy each other. <laughs> wow. So the world will say, is that the kind of God you have? He does that. And how will we overcome this topic? Worship. Worship. Just worship God in your heart, at home, personally. Two ways, or three ways, is to read the Bible, to draw faith, to be stronger, to pray, appropriating what you learn from the Bible and praying to God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, Teaching and admon- admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. This learning of songs is to be able, to even we are working, or walking, we can sing and just worship the Lord and refresh our mind with His promises. I remember going to Temple my first time, and we were quite a lot that we were able to get one bus load, young people from Bonga city, some young people from Tetuan, and we just filled the bus with about 40 young people. And all the way from Sambonga to Tampilisan, more than two hours ride, all the way, not a spare minute, we were just singing one chorus after another. And who was the one leading us? Joabiera. And I was in high school, and she was in college, and she was just full of songs. One song after another, praising God, praising God. And we were singing in parts, who those who could sing the different voices, we sang them, and just praising God. By the time we reached some to listen, nobody was asleep, everybody's awake and laughing and having joy in the presence of the Lord. And I remember also, the choir tour in Europe, Every morning when we rode in the bread, uh, rode in the bus, then as soon as I start, then I stand up while the bus is running. I get the Bible, just for symbol, while I'm holding the post. And I call from memory. And then I gave a short devotional and then prayer. And then after that, all the way from destination to another destination, the choir was just singing one song after another. Singing, singing, singing. That after the choir tour, uh, the tour that we had made, the driver said, Pastor, can I have a copy of all the songs you sang? Oh, sure. Why? Before each place, there's a warm-up rehearsal. He was there singing, singing, singing. He said, you guys are a different group. Many, I brought to tours, singers. But when you go to a place, I stay in the bus, let them present. And when they come out, then I go. That's all. But not with you guys. I see the presence of God. I sense the presence of God. And like the conductor, but she was not a conductor because it was a contracted trip. She was not collecting anything. But she was there while the driver, like the official, wanted everybody's fine, taking care, and all of that. She said, You know, me too. I sense the presence of God. And asked Averlita, Can I go with you to the Philippines? And sure enough, when the car went to the Philippines, she on her own flew and went with the tour in the Philippines. The presence of God in the singing. Hallelujah. And the whole trip, no fighting, no quarreling. And sometimes we come to a place and it's not time to leave, And somebody's still lingering when he come up. We were delayed by five minutes. Nobody was bickering, whatever. So come on, we're all not complete. Let's go. And then start singing. He said, God is with you. The testimony comes out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And they handled the conflict with worship. They need to care themselves. Hallelujah. Committed to the hands of the Lord. And of course, we talk about the reward. The faith is rewarded. And when Judah came to board the watchtower tower in the wilderness, they looked to the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth and none had escaped. Oh, the enemies had come. All of them died. Is that the God you have? Yes. He does that. It's His will and when joseph and his people came to take away the spoil they found among them among the soldiers abundance of riches in the dead bodies and precious jewels and they stripped them off more than they could carry away and there were three days in gathering the spoil it was so much (laughs) three days That big army and just picking up from them whatever spoil of course uh, spear, sword, and a shield. Those are precious things. And also rewarded on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka. That's why when you say Baraka, Baraka is associated with worship. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley of Baraka. unto this day, then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made for them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and with harps and trumpets into the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdom of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest above. And he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. I was just inspired going this over and over again. Praying that we will be that one nation under God. Pray that we'll have a leader. And I thank God for the son of Billy Graham. who Become an inspiration with thousands of Christians gathered out in, th- in, in front. there, Washington, D.C., praying and praising god and as the election results were coming in christians were coming out just praising god no riot no burning no killing but just praising god praising god i am praying that this will be god's way of bringing this nation to its knees that god is the god whoever the president will be whoever party will be there it can be positive it will be negative but God can work out wonders. During the time of Nero, it was death for the Christians, but no Christians went into riots, no demonstrations. Many were killed, went to the catacombs, but the impact of the Christian's faith and love impacted Europe. That's why the church, the Christian testimony became strong. They were even able to control the advancement of the Islam and be able to recover Jerusalem from the Muslims. God is great, and God is good, but one day, Jerusalem will be the center capital of the world in that millennium 1,000 years. And God will be total control. And after the 1,000 years, the Battle of Gog and Magog, and of course, According to 2 Peter, the earth will melt with fervent heat and the whole world will melt, but the Christians are now up with the Lord. Is that the kind of God we have? It's not the kind of God we have. It's the kind of the people we are. But whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. It's our choice. Adam and Eve, they are given a choice. You can everything, but only the, the fruit of the tree. But they fought for that one. The justice of God is very pure, and it is our choice. And after we make our choice, His choice comes into the picture. I hope this will encourage you with Jehoshaphat to bring about a nation and for 25 years rule A godly rule. And blessed. Father in heaven. Thank you for this. Record you have given to us. Not just a story. Not just a novel. Not a beautiful story created by somebody. But an historical record. Of people who really trusted in you. And because of their faith you honor them. Lord, I pray. That we will be that people that you can use. We can trust, that you can trust, to win and claim in Acts 16, 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, and your family, your clan, your relatives, that we can claim for them. And our neighbors, in our nation, bring them to you because of our faith in you and believe in you. Thank you. It's not us who changes life. It is your gospel. It's your word that can bring people to you hallelujah in jesus name i pray amen greetings in jesus name we welcome you to the devotional on god's word on the living hope christian fellowship of cyprus and our topic for today is a new relationship taken from matthew chapter five six verses five to fifteen The Lord has led us to develop this series of sermons every other Sunday as we give them out to our people in the church who are able to gather. And for you who are not able to come to church, we send this podcast. In this uh, theme for, it might take about two to three years, which sermons we give once every two weeks. The first is belonging to Christ. The second step is believing on Christ. Third step is becoming like Christ. Fourth step is building on Christ. Fifth step is binding with Christ. Sixth step is bringing others to Christ. And the seventh step is bring, beholding Christ. Now coming back to the first step, becoming like Christ. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. We find it helpful. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. It is not the pastor who creates you. It is Jesus who is the builder and finisher of our faith. Now when you talk about a piece of furniture, a very beautiful chair so well carved you don't we don't go to the forest to look for a chair no we go to a store and a furniture store and where do they get these beautiful chairs it is at log is cut and brought to a shop it is cut to shape and trim and polished and becomes a beautiful chair Now, also in the Christian life, it is not the church that will create you or beautify you in Christ. It is Jesus Christ himself. Now, it has to be we belong to Christ, belonging to Christ. That means that piece of log that will be cut and shaped and polished has to belong first to that particular shop from off the forest. So, belonging to Christ... The first week we covered already in the church is new degree. John 3, 1 to 7. Keywords there. We are born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is that new degree? B.A.? Not bachelor in arts, but born again. Now the next week we covered was new life talks about when we are born again, we now have a new life in Christ. In 1 John 5, 11 to 13. It's not just the life of this world, but living in Christ. And week 3, the new position, we are reigning with Christ. We are prince and rulers with Christ. Mark 2, 1 to 12. And for the 4th Week, which is for today, New Relationship, Matthew 6, 9 to 15. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount. And lastly, that will be two weeks from now, will be the New Will to Live, Matthew seven twenty one to 27. Now coming to the first step, becoming like Christ, and the first week. And a fourth week now belonging to Christ in this new relationship, Matthew six, nine to fifteen. In Luke, a parallel of Matthew six, nine to fifteen, the disciples ask Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And so why don't we say the prayer called the disciples' prayer that Jesus taught the disciples? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name First is relationship with God. Secondly, relationship with our fellow men. And thirdly, relationship with ourselves. On the first part, relationship with God. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will cover this with five questions. Number one. Is God your personal heavenly or spiritual father? There are other religions who are saying, since we are all created by God, we are his children, not by God's word. Why? Because Jesus speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, the religious leaders who were opposing what he was teaching, especially when he said, I and the father are one. She said, you are of your father, the devil. So unless we become a part of the family of God, we are born again. And especially to be born in the flesh, naturally, our spiritual father is the devil. We have to be delivered from his clutches and to be born again to the kingdom of God. Now, how can a sinful man born in sin become a child of God? We covered that in week one. In John chapter 3, verses 3 to 6, it says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh, all of us born of the flesh, is flesh. But he who is born again, born of the Spirit, is spirit. So to be born again, to become a child of God, is to be born spiritually. How? John 1, 12. But as many as receive him, Jesus, to them he gave the authority, the right to become children of God, even to them who believe on his name. According to verse 13, which were born not of the flesh, not by the will of men, but of God. We see here that only God can transform a man to become a child of God by putting faith in Jesus Christ. Realizing that Jesus is our Savior and we cannot save ourselves. Now, how can we hallow his name? To hallow is to give due respect to the name of God. The Jews, particularly, the way they hallow the name of God, they will not pronounce his name. Only they will use a title, Lord, King, but not God. They will not even say God. Now, we, the Gentile Christians, call him God, call him Jesus, call him Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah, all the other names of God called him Jehovah. He is a wonderful name but we don't play with his name. It is with honor and respect and reverence. Now the next is, what are the elements of a kingdom? We have the king, the laws and the subjects. Properly A kingdom has one king and may have subordinate other rulers with him, subject to the final king, the leader. But in the kingdom, there are laws. Thy will be done. That means that the express will of God in laws, the commandments. We don't have to memorize a thousand laws and commands which the Jews are taught to observe, Jesus said, there are only two laws. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. That's the first law. And the second is this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That is the law that God has given in the law. The kingdom of God is love, the principle of love. Like, How could we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength? We cannot produce that. Romans 5, 5 says, The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit given to us. Hallelujah. We can love Him with all our heart as we surrender to Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to love Him properly. And then, who are the subjects? The, part, the subjects or those who are part of the kingdom of God are those who are born again. So this limits the kingdom of God. Very, very important that we realize this. It's not about denomination, what church, or who your pastor is. Let Jesus be the king in your heart and obey his laws, stand by his laws, and be born again. So when does a believer become a part of the kingdom, Romans ten, 8, 9, and 10. For by if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. Praise the Lord. It is only by declaring that Jesus is our Lord, our God, and King, and believe in our heart that He really died for us and rose again, and believe we serve a risen Savior. Now, the second part is relationship with our fellow men. According to verses 12, 14, and 15 of Matthew chapter 6, what is God's condition before he would forgive us our sin in the prayers and forgive us as trespasses as we forgive others also? Oh, hallelujah. We are forgiven if we learn to forgive others. Now, even if we Pray 50 times, forgive me, Lord, for my sin, forgive, forgive. But if we are unwilling to forgive others, we may not be forgiven. And uh, we will give to you and share with you a few verses that you can either write down as you're listening or review this podcast, what they are. In Mark chapter four, eleven verses 25 to 26, Ephesians 4, verse 32, Colossians 3, verse 13, James chapter 2 verse 13 and 1st John three ten, very graphically there and very de- clearly declared that we will be forgiven if only we're willing to forgive others now the third part is relationship with ourselves it starts with give us this day our daily bread the main purpose here is that we will trust in God daily but you say pastor I get my allowance once a week, or every 15 days, or every 30 days. Why daily bread? Well, we eat daily, right? And so, we'll understand is in the early days, especially those working in the farms of other people or whatever job, at the end of the day, they go to the owner of the business or the owner of the land, And uh, they collect their pay for the day, and they will be told where they will be reporting for work the next day. And so daily, they get their pay, and they buy their food for the day following. So we can trust the Lord to give us wisdom in how we use our budget. Now the next is, whose trespasses or sins are to be given first? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others also. The first trespasses or sins to be forgiven will be theirs, and after that, ours. The condition is we come to God and we forgive those who sin against us. Either they know we're forgiving them, or they don't know, especially if they have not. They don't know they have sinned against us. Like, for example, you are hurt. Because they did not smile at you when they came by you, you are hurt. Why will you hold it against them? Ask the Lord that you will just forgive them. They did not smile at you. Or you gave them a gift for Christmas in previous year. Now you're anticipating a gift from them. They did not give. Why will you harbor that in your heart? So, is that a trespass, a sin? Just forgive them. And we will enjoy the forgiveness from God. The next question is, how can we be delivered from temptation? James 4 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It is when we cover ourselves with the armor of Jesus Christ, with the blood of Jesus Christ, and submit totally to Jesus Christ, then the devil will walk away. Remember the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness? Satan came, tempt him, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, give example, the lust of the flesh. Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and therefore he was angry, hungry. And Satan said, turn this stone into bread. Jesus used the scripture, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is very important that we realize it's only in Jesus and His Word that we will be able to overcome the devil. And lastly, to whom is the praise to be given? It is only to God alone we glorify Him. Oh, praise the Lord. That is our prayer with God and our relationship with Him. He is our Father. He loves us. Let us respond to his love and just worship him, adore him, and just glorify him in our lives. Let there be no other gods. He is a very jealous God, and he knows if we are entertaining or hiding or uh, worshiping other gods like the treasures of this world, the pleasures of this world, the riches of this world. No. No. They should not be our gods. God alone is whom we worship, we adore, and trust. May God bless you as you live this life of a relationship with our loving, powerful, understanding God. And He is there with us in the Spirit within us. He has made us, our bodies, His temple. And be sure to relate to Him in a warm and personal way. God bless you.